0: You're listening to the S.E. Baptist Podcast. My name is John Jameson, serve team leader with the South Carolina Baptist Convention. The podcast you're listening to is from a breakout session recorded at Outside the Walls Conference. Outside the Walls is a one-day ministry and missions event held as an auxiliary conference in conjunction with South Carolina Baptist Convention's annual meeting, I hope you enjoy this breakout, and if there's any way our team can serve you or your church in the future, we'd love the opportunity to do so. Good to be here with you guys. My name is Jimmy Braddock. I am associate pastor at Calvary Chapel, Northeast Columbia. So thank you, John, for allowing an outsider to come in and be with you guys today. I also work with a group called Reboot Recovery, uh, dealing with overcoming and recovering from trauma. Uh, also serve as the pastor of Recovery Church Columbia. While that's not what I'm going to talk about today, I would love to share. If anybody's interested in what Recovery Church is doing, we're a bridge between 12-step recovery and the church. So, love to talk to you about that. But what we want to talk about today is trauma um, and overcoming trauma, the reality of trauma. Uh, I'm probably going to say a bunch of things that you guys already know, but I do want to uh, just share with you the, uh, the importance of, of overcoming trauma. Trauma is defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. The term trauma can refer to not only the experience itself but also the effects or the aftermath. Definition, the lasting emotional response that often results from living through a distressing event. So trauma, when viewed this way through both definitions, is not only the event, but it's also the aftermath, the effects. Trauma can be a significant one-time catastrophic event that leaves deep and lasting wounds, or it can be a series of less obvious or less visible experiences, but are no less painful. Sure. There are a lot of football fans in the room. If we look at a professional quarterback, he may take a one time bone crushing hit that ends his career, but it may not be any more harmful than the years of hit after hit after hit leading up to that point. Things like losing everything you own in a disaster, The unexpected death of a loved one, witnessing some horrific event, or maybe it's prolonged abuse or neglect or even assault by somebody that we should be able to trust. These are examples of major extreme examples of trauma and things like this leave us changed and wounded I have this sort of working definition of trauma as this idea of us heading down a path that that we envision and everything is going great and something comes into our life unexpectedly and without our permission and knocks us off course. It changes our trajectory. Most things that come at us uh, on a smaller scale, we can course correct or recover pretty quickly but with major distressing events and experiences it takes much more to get back on track and the further we get away from that original path the harder it is to get back on it without help too often in our efforts to minimize the pain we write things off as being normal a normal part of life these things happen we dismiss the uh, the, the severity of it in fact one of our first default responses to trauma is that we deny. We deny the event ever happened. We deny the, the impact or the significance or the severity of it. We write it off as an acceptable, normal part of life. None of us is exempt from trials, crisis, tragedy, or trauma. These things are inevitable, but we don't have to view them as acceptable or normal. In fact, trauma has been a not normal but inevitable part of our world since the garden where sin entered and changed the trajectory of the good world that God had created. Trauma the event and trauma of the aftermath can be physical, emotional, mental, and most importantly, spiritual. A suicide attempt happens every 22 seconds in the United States. One life is lost to suicide every 11 minutes. And suicide is now the second leading cause of death among 18 to 39 year olds. These are general population numbers. And when you look at groups like combat veterans, first responders, law enforcement, those numbers are are much, much greater. Trauma is the root cause of suicide. And it's passing from generation to generation. Addiction, cycles of poverty, sexual abuse, divorce, homelessness, and incarceration, while all traumatic events in themselves are experiences, they're all directly correlated with trauma exposure. When someone experiences trauma before the age of 12, they are 15 times more likely to attempt suicide. More than four times, I think this number is actually higher, more than four times more likely to become an alcoholic or an addict. Many times more likely to have serious job issues, engage in other destructive behaviors, and certainly need to mention the impact on relationships and social interactions. Last year alone, the U.S. spent $458 billion to treat comorbidities of unaddressed trauma. Mental health services accounted for nearly $150 billion of that budget. Yet, more people took their own life last year than they did the year before, which was more than the year before, which was more than the year before, and for five years previous, every year, while spending is up, everything else is up, so are suicides. Our current solutions aren't working. So we're dealing with wounds and brokenness that surgery can't fix and medicine can't touch. We live in a time where technological, scientific, and medical advancements are mind-blowing. But none of these things can address a soul wound. A wounded soul needs a soul healer. While we don't discount the need for medical and clinical care for far too long, we've farmed out to the world what ultimately is the work of God ushered in by his people in community and in relationship, or in other words, on mission. People in crisis need three things. Help, hope, and home. We meet people where they are, that's help. We show hope by loving people as they are. And home is walking with somebody through a healing process. Reboot calls this safety, stability, and support. Shouldn't the local church be the safest, most stable, most supportive people in our communities? The people around us are hurting. Depression, anxiety, addiction, despair, and hopelessness leading to self-harm and ultimately suicide. See, God's not removed from His creation As we talked about earlier, he was walking in the garden and they heard him. But unfortunately, those that are hurting because of the lies they believed and the voices that they listened to don't hear from the one that they need to hear from. Those who most need to feel his presence and hear his voice feel cut off. We say in Reboot, if trauma is our intersection with the brokenness of the world, recovery is our intersection with the redemptive heart of God. We have been given this ministry of reconciliation. Reboot Recovery seeks to mobilize the largest faith-based, peer-led response to trauma and suicide ever built through three primary courses, Reboot for veterans, combat veterans, Reboot for first responders, and Trauma Reboot, which is trauma recovery for everybody. The goal is to reach more than 50,000 people with the hope and healing of Jesus by 2025, and we need your help. We have a great opportunity right in our backyards to turn the tide of these numbers around mental health and suicide by introducing those who are struggling to the soul healer, to the one who, when we hear his voice, can reveal that there is purpose in our pain and bring hope and healing following trauma. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening to the S.E. Baptist Podcast. This podcast is available because of the cooperative giving of South Carolina Baptist churches. For more information about the South Carolina Baptist Convention, visit scbaptist.org.